We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. Hallelujah, praise God. So tonight, um, I'm just going to run through some of the objectives, things that I believe that by the end of this message, you should be going home with. And one of it is that you may know that as you behold him, the more he magnifies and your struggle diminish. That is when you look up unto Jesus. When you keep looking unto him, despite your situations and circumstances, he is magnified. And then your struggles, your challenges, whatever it is you're going through, diminishes. Amen. Another point I would like you to go home with today is that you know that you are being transfigured into the same image as he is. And then you become more like him. You will begin to speak as God would, and you begin to enter into a world of possibilities. You know, the, the scripture we just read talked about when we behold him, we become more like him. And when we become like him, that means what God can do, we begin to do. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. And also to have that consciousness that we are God. We are possibility makers. We are problem solvers in this world. And that we also know that our faith, our actions, our patience are the things that we will do that will constantly make our possibilities happen. Amen. All right. Let's go into the word. In our opening scripture in 2 Corinthians 3.18, to behold as in a mirror means to reflect as a mirror, like a, 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 like I mirror the Lord. So when we say we behold him as in a mirror, we behold the Lord. So it means that we, it, it, it's, it's, it's like saying we are standing before a mirror and we are reflecting the one we are seeing. This time we are not seeing ourselves, but we are seeing God. We are reflecting God. We are, we are mirroring him. We are reflecting him. And um, dictionary defines the word behold to mean to see, to observe, to contemplate, to mark out, to consider, to observe, to gaze at, to look upon. God wants us to constantly fix our gaze and our total reliance on him. And to behold God is to acknowledge that he is the source of everything. All right. I know that every one of us, we are familiar with this scripture. Pastor has quoted the scripture over and over. Pastor has preached on the scripture over and over again. But today I want us to open our hearts. And allow God to speak to us. Because we are here in his presence to learn from him. We are here in his presence to be taught of him. We are here in his presence to take home something different. That we, we are going, something new that God is going to minister into our hearts today. 
Amen. So, as, as we started, uh, I will read that scripture again in first Corinth, Second Corinthians 3.18. Uh, Media, can you give us that scripture again? It said, and all of us as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image. Did we see that? So when we are beholding God, when we are looking up to God, when we are trusting in the Lord, Beholding God simply means we are putting all our gaze on him. We are sure circumstances on the present situation, on the present physical things we can see. We are shutting down on all of those things and we are paying all our attention on God. If I call you Lois, behold me. Lois, look at me. I'm saying put down everything you are doing. Pay attention to me. I know that every one of us, when we are communicating with our friends, especially those of us that are married, we don't like our spouses pressing phone when we are talking to them. Why? Because we want concentration. We want them to pay attention to us. We want them to focus on us. And that is the same thing that we are talking about today. We want to behold God. There is a lot of noises, a whole lot of noises all around us. I can't begin to mention them because we, it's, it's, it's something we see, something we deal with every day. But God is calling our attention. God is calling us to a place in which he wants us to shut down on all of those noises and pay attention on him and focus on him. Yes, you may not have the job yet. Yes, you may not have the children you've been praying for. Yes, you may not have built the house that you have been trusting God for. But he's saying that he is the center of all of it. He is the center of all the desires of your heart. He is the center of all the longings of your heart. He wants you to shut down on everything and pay attention to him. And as we behold him, we become like him. Okay, so what the Lord ministered to me in that, in that scripture is that when we become like him, we are no longer looking for solutions because we become the solution ourselves. Hallelujah. God is a, is a God of all possibilities. And when we behold God, we are beholding possibilities. We are beholding the solution. So we are no longer trying to find the solution because we ourselves, we are becoming the solution. We are becoming the God. We are becoming the God unto that Pharaoh. We are becoming the God unto that situation of our life. We are becoming the God unto that circumstances we are going through. We are becoming like God. So when we behold him, we become like him. We are transfigured into him. Yes. Okay. Um, we've had a lot of messages from this altar talking about our foundation, where we started from, how we sinned, how the Lord, how Jesus came and, you know, delivered us from sin and gave us life. So we, we, now we are born again. But after we become born again, we don't get to that state where God wants us to be immediately like, okay, I'm born again today, then I become 
like God. Yes, in the real sense, we have become like God because we have become sons of God. But we grow into maturity. We grow into the knowledge of God. We grow into the understanding of God. And how do we experience this growth? When we keep beholding God, when we keep beholding God, we become more and more like him. So God wants us to fix, constantly fix our gaze on him in total reliance and dependency. God wants us to constantly, not, not, um, we are not doubting, we are not shaking in our faith. We are constantly looking up unto God and he's always there to, you know, show us the way and lead us in the way to go. To behold is to acknowledge him as the source of everything. So when you know that God is the, is the source of life, is the answer to all your questions, you, you literally are looking up to him for an answer, right? You are looking up to God for an answer. You are looking up to him to um, open your eyes, open your heart to understand what he's doing and to align to what he's doing, to see from his perspective. Amen. So to behold God is to absolutely give him your attention. Just like I said before, you shut down on every other thing to pay attention to what God is saying, to pay attention to what God wants you to do, to pay attention to what God is working out of that particular situation. And to behold him is to admire him consistently. We are still laying the foundation. Amen. And to behold him is to put our focus on him. 1 Corinthians 8, 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, the Amplified Version says, Yet for us there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things. There is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things. Amen. So God is the source of life. He's is in him is everything we need for life and godliness. In him we live, we move, and have our being. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we behold God, he opens us to a world of possibility. As I said in the beginning, God himself is possibility personified. In him is all possibilities, right? And in this amount of it is possible. God is saying that, look up to me. Look upon me. I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above you can ask or imagine. Look up unto me. I am the possibility you are looking for. I am the possibility you are, you are trusting for. I am the possibility you are longing for. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 uh, says, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Hallelujah. That is uh, the Amplified Classic Version, Luke one thirty seven. It said, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power. No word from God shall be without power. So as God said something to you, has God spoken to your destiny? No word of, from God shall be without power. 
or impossible of fulfillment. What God has said, he is committed to do it. Is what says, I honor my word more than my name. So God is committed to do whatever he has said to you that he will do. I believe somebody is watching me from home today and he has a word from the Lord. And it seems that this word is tiring. Don't give up. Don't shake your heart. Don't, 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 don't doubt what God has said to you because he is able the scripture we just said that we just read said that no word from him shall be without power. So there is power with every word that has comfort out of the Lord. What do you need to do? You keep beholding that word. You keep contemplating it. You keep meditating on it until it becomes to you. Until it gives you the results that God has promised you. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke 18, 27, Amplified Classic also said, but he said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. I don't know what men has called impossible. I don't know what the circumstance of life has defined as impossible unto you. But God is saying to someone here under, the, under my voice today that what is impossible with men is possible with God. I remember when um, I was trying to prepare for my exam and that exam just looked like a mountain. I don't even know how to explain it. It just looked like an impossible situation like I've been trying for years to do the exam and I just keep postponing and all of that. So when, when finally God helped me and I decided to do the exam, the Holy Spirit just dropped um, a message to my heart. And that word was what carried me through. He said, if I can make a woman without a womb give birth, is it an exam I cannot do for you? And in my mind, I'm like, it's true. A woman without a womb, that is practically impossible. Like a woman without a womb. And yet, we have heard testimonies of women without wombs giving birth, like miracles. And God said, if I can do that, is it an exam? I cannot help you pass. In short, when I heard that, I just relaxed. I said, hey, hallelujah. The time has finally come. <laughs> Amen. I don't know what your situation is like. And you feel that it is literally impossible. My dear brothers, my dear sisters, there is no impossibility with God. We have had miracles. We have seen miracles. God has done it before and he can still do it again. Your case cannot be an exception. I don't know what you are trusting God for. Maybe you are even trusting God for a child. You, you still have womb. Your fallopian tubes are correct. They are doing well. So what's, what's, uh, if God can do it for a woman without womb, he did it for people without fallopian tubes, how much more you? All that you need is just, to, is just to gaze on him, look unto him, get a word from him, and stay on that word. That God, if you said it, you will do it. That's Luke chapter 137 says, God... 
with God, nothing is ever impossible. Nothing. He didn't say some things can be really hard. You may not be able to get them. No. He said nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power. When he speaks his word, power follows. Because he is king. And where the word of a king is, there is power. When a king gives a decree... It is not, uh, will it happen or will it? No. As he has said it, it must happen. It is a must. And that is the way it is with God. What God has said concerning you, it must happen. Because it is God that said it. Yes, there may be contrary voices saying something else about you. Telling you that you will never get there. You never accomplish it. But the gist is, God is the creator of heaven and heart. He created whoever it is, man, woman, demon, whatever. And they cannot stand against God. They cannot stand against the power of God because he owns power over all. He owns power over all situations and over all circumstances. And there is no impossibilities with him. So I'm just encouraging someone watching me this evening. I need you to look up to God. I need you to gaze on him. I need you to contemplate him. I need you to behold him. Shut down all of the noises. Shut down all of the distractions. Shut down all of those things that, are, that the devil is pushing to your eyes. Making you believe that. Do you think you can ever buy a car? You. How much is your salary? Eh? How can you calculate everything in a year? Can you buy a car? He's not your God now. He's not the one that brought you to Canada. By your calculation, you shouldn't be here. You know now, we both know. It is the divine hand of God. And the same God that has brought you thus far is much more than able to accomplish everything. Everything he has on plan. Everything he has said concerning you. Amen. The, this is the mind of God towards us. As I've said in this amount of it is possible, as we put our gaze on him, our seemingly impossible situations become possible and we become the solution our world is waiting for. So this, this matter we are talking about is beyond getting cars and getting married and getting children. It's becoming a solution to your world because you become the possibilities they are looking for. Amen, somebody. You become the possibilities they are looking for. The whole world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Don't think everything about your life is come to Canada, get a good house, get a good car, you know, marry, get a husband, get a degree, get a master's, and everything is finished. Sorry. Sorry. You are more than that. You're more than that. You are a solution provider. You are an answer to your generation. You are an answer to the question of someone. You are an answer to the prayer of someone. Someone is praying right now. And you are the answer. God is preparing for that prayer. Amen. But we ourselves, to become that solution, we need to become in. And how do we become him? We become him by beholding him. Constantly looking at him. Looking unto him. Trusting him with all of our heart. 
Amen. I'll quickly, okay, I wanted to read, okay, let's, let's quickly read the story of Peter and get some glimpse of faith from what happened to him in Matthew chapter 14 from verse 28 to 31. We can read uh, maybe NLT or any other version. Matthew 14, 28 to 31. Amen. We, this is a story of Peter when they were in the boat and Jesus was walking towards them and they saw Jesus and they were afraid and like, what? Who is walking on the water? That's the first time they are seeing that happen. An impossible case happening. Who dares walk on water? God, Jesus walked on water and Peter saw him and said, then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, Tell me to come to you walking on the water. So Peter wanted to test and see, okay, let's see this possibility. I, can I become the possibility that I see in you? Hallelujah. I don't know if somebody catch that. Can I become the possibility that I see in you? You have seen possibilities in God. Can you also see? Can you also take the bold step and say, Jesus, can I become this possibility? Can I come? Can I walk on the waters? Jesus, come. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Peter walked on the water. The impossible case, the unimaginable, the, the, the unprecedented thing happened. The next verse. But, scripture says, but when he saw the strong wind, how did he see the strong wind and the waves? Scripture says he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. The next verse. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Ha! Kasutaya The next verse. Okay, is that the last? All right. I'll go back to the verse before this. Verse 30. Verse 30 said, when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. My dear brothers and sisters, what are we seeing? What exactly are you seeing right now? Is it the wings or the wave? Peter couldn't have seen the strong wind and the wave without taking his focus away from Jesus. First, he had his focus on Jesus. Jesus asked him to come and he stretched forth his, his faith and he walked on the water. But he lost focus. He took his gaze away from Jesus and began to see the wind, began to see the strong wind. What strong wind are you seeing right now? You're already losing your focus on Jesus. What strong wind are you paying attention to? Is it that sickness? It is just a wind. It can't take you. It can't, it can't swallow you up. No, it cannot. Because as long as you keep looking onto Jesus, you will not sink in that situation. You will not sink in that circumstances. As you keep looking onto Jesus, he is able to keep you on top of that situation. On top of that, yes, there will be strong wind. The Bible didn't promise us that there won't be winds and, and strong winds and all of that. There will be. 
But Jesus said that if we keep looking unto him, we will keep staying on that circumstances and situation. I don't know what the circumstance and situation you may be going through today. But I just want to tell you, stop looking at your problems. Stop focusing on those, on those challenges. I don't know what challenges you are having in school. Maybe a lecturer or a course is, is just proving stubborn. Stop focusing on that problem and talking about it all day long. Ah, that lecturer, he is this, he is that. He will not mark my script well. He will not. Stop focusing on that problem. Fo shift your focus and focus on God. Behold him. Focus on the God of all possibilities. Who says you cannot have a hair in that course? Who says so? There is nothing impossible for God. Only if you will behold him. Only if you will stay on him. He will surely come true for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we'll be going to hindrances to beholding him. What are the things that comes between us and beholding Christ? And then, of course, when they stand between us and beholding Christ, they stand between us and our world of possibilities. I, I gave three acronyms starting with the hells. So I call it three hells of the things that happen to us that causes us to, you know, stop beholding God or the interface between we and our beholding of Christ. The first one is lack of faith. Lack of faith. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Hebrews 12 too. Thank you, media. It said, when we shift our focus, um, sorry, but we must never stop looking to Jesus. I'm reading the easy to read version. I don't know if you have that. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith. He is the one who keeps our faith complete. He suffered death on, the, on a cross, but he accepted the shame of the cross as if it were nothing because of the joy he could see waiting for him. And now he sits, he's sitting at the, right, at the right side of God's throne. Amen. Lack of faith. Lack of faith is what keeps our focus away from God. We doubt. We express lack of confidence in God. Lack of faith or fear or doubt is just simply lack of confidence in God. You are saying God is not able to do it. That's what you are saying, literally. If God says, I will, I will bless you with $10,000 before the end of this week, you edit clearly, I will give you $10,000. And you know, in short, you are not even working. So let's not say maybe it's in your place of work that somebody will dash you 10,000. No. You know that literally it's impossible. But you edit. When you say, uh, when you have faith, you just believe that. I don't know how God will do it, but he said this and I believe it. You are putting confidence in the word that you heard. You are putting confidence in God. But when you say, uh, 
how will it happen? You calculate everything in your head. You know, one of our major challenges is the fact that we can calculate things. So we calculate it in our head and say, okay, how can this happen? How can this thing be? It's not possible. And then we shut down the supply of heaven. We shut down the supply of possibilities. We shut down the supply of miracles just by our lack of faith. I don't know how that applies to you or what situation you're going through. But when God says a word, just like we read in that book of Luke, he has the capacity, he has the power to bring it to pass. So when we, when we express lack of confidence in God, lack of faith, we, we behold our problems. We magnify our problems more than God. And that's not what God wants from us. He wants us to magnify him above every circumstances, above every situations. Whether life is even good for you and you are like, all these things they are talking about, I don't know. I have a good family. I have my children. I have a good job. I have a good car. I'm in Canada. Everything is going fine with me. Hmm. Perfect. Beautiful. But are you not magnifying those things he has blessed you with above God? Is it still God in your life? Can he call you today and say, go and sow that your car to the church? And you will take it without questioning him. So it's not just about problems. It's about we knowing that, we, we having a, a relationship with God. We becoming like God. When nothing, nothing we have, nothing we own, nothing we have in this world can compete with him. Pastor, I've preached several times on how God is reluctant to bless some people because he knows that if he bless them like this, ah, it's finished. Faith has lost. Amen, somebody. <laughs> I will not just see them in church again. <laughs> we will not just, we'll call them and say, ah, it's fellowship time. Oh, I'm busy. I'm doing, I'm doing something. I'm, you know, I have something to, I have somewhere to be, you know. Amen. So it's not, it's not about problems. Yes, I know we all have challenges, right? But it's not really about that. What we are talking about here is about your dependency on God in all situations, in all circumstances, whether good or bad. So we must constantly have faith in God. We must constantly fix our gaze on him because the more we fix our gaze on him, the more he magnifies. In the spiritual realm, this is how it works. When you fix your gaze on a thing, it magnifies. So when you fix your gaze on a problem, the problem magnifies. When you fix your gaze on God, God magnifies. Amen. So when we keep fixing our gaze on the challenges, on the lack of money, on the lack of that problem, we'll be magnifying. We'll be getting bigger and bigger. But when we shift our focus from... The lack of husband, or lack of wife, or lack of children, or lack of whatever. And then we fix our gaze on God. He magnifies and makes all those impos seemingly impossible things possible for us. Amen. Are we being blessed? Hallelujah. The second hell is lack of failed field action. Hmm. I love this part. James chapter 2 verse 17. James 2.17, 
He said, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. If you have your gaze on Jesus, he will give you instructions. If you have your gaze on Jesus, he will give you instructions. Faith and waiting on God bets instructions in his presence. I know a lot of us have questions, a lot of questions. But you know why we are not getting solutions? Because we are not waiting on him. We are not waiting on him. We just want to calculate everything. We want him to answer us now, 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 now. God doesn't work like that. And that leads to my last L. I will speak on the two together, which is lack of patience. Lack of patience and perseverance. The principle of the kingdom we, we are in, we are in a kingdom, right? The principle of this kingdom works on process. Hallelujah. Wait for your process. Don't be in a hurry. Allow God to take you through that process. Allow God to walk through you. So we say lack of faith. So when you have faith in God, you keep, you wait on him. You, you stay in the place of prayer. You stay in the place of the word. You study the word. You meditate on the word. And when you meditate on the word, it gives you instruction. It tells you what to do. The reason why you are still where you are and you are not functioning as you're supposed to is because you have not waited enough to hear from him. He has an answer for every question because he's a God of all possibilities. He has an answer. Before, he's not trying to provide... I was listening to a man of God. He said, God is not trying to provide an answer to a, a question or a problem that just happened. Before the problem even happened, he has an answer. So he is he, not met. Pastor has said it several times that you cannot catch God unawares. God is never, never caught unawares. Before your problem happened, he has a solution to it. So all that is required for us is to wait in his presence and receive an answer to that question and receive an answer to that problem and receive an instruction to that question. And when that instruction comes, it is now for us to take action. Children of God, take action. Most of us, we know what to do. Ah, if it's about what to do, we know it. And we can even gist about it. Ha! Tenny, ha, you know, I have this intuition in my heart and I want to do this thing. You know, I've been, I've been, I've, I've been perceiving in my heart that this is what God wants me to do it now. Do it. Stop waiting. All this perceiving and perceiving and perceiving. Manifest it. Take actions. Stop making God a liar because for us now you are making us feel that God is a liar. He has talked to you and you are, but it is you that you are not doing what he said you should do. Do what he said he should do, and we will see the results. He's not a liar. He's God. If he said it, he will do it. So have faith in him. Don't take your focus away from him. Stay in his presence. Get a word from him. Get a word concerning that situation. You want a child. Get a word from him. He said he will not, he, 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 he blesses the solitary with family. You want a husband, you want a child, want, you want a wife, you want a husband. Get a word from him and stay on that word until you know what to do. And then he says, okay, 
now he's giving you instruction. He's propelling your heart. It's not like you are hearing audible voice, but you know in your heart something is just telling you. That's something. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God. He's just telling you, go to an event. I don't feel like going out. I want to stay in the... I don't feel like... I don't feel like... And then that's... Uh, I don't, I, I, I just want to do me. I just want to be me. Don't do you now. Do what God is saying. <laughs> stop doing you. Do you, you have done till now. We have not seen the results. So stop doing you. Do what God is saying to you. And follow his instructions. Take faith action field. Take, take field. Oh God. Take faith field actions. Amen. Faith-filled actions. That is, the action you are taking is not in your head. It's not from your head. It's from your heart. It's God that is giving you that instruction. So just go ahead and do it. It doesn't have to make sense. That's another problem we have. We want it to make sense. We want it to look like it. Ah, okay, we can add it together. No, it doesn't have to make sense. Just follow what God is saying to your heart. Amen. And as we do this, we we'll experience bountiful results. And our joy will be full in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another. You cannot be humble. You cannot experience God without humility. You cannot experience the realm of possibilities without you staying put in his presence, without you being patient, Waiting on God, knowing what he wants you to do at every particular time. Just like I said before, the principle of the kingdom works on process. Wait for your process. Don't compare yourself with anyone. A message came to me today and I'm like, I don't want to be you. I'm just fine with me. You know why? I don't know your struggles. I don't even know if I have energy to carry your own struggle. And you don't know my struggles. You don't know what I'm going through. You may be seeing smiley face and fine face every time. But you don't have an idea. Amen. God is good all the time. I just lost my father-in-law. That's not a very pleasant thing, is it? So just, just be you, right? Just be you. Don't try to be, don't be intimidated by anybody. Stay with your home process. God is working in you. God will work it out. What he has said he would do concerning you, he will do it. Stay with your home process. Stay with what God is doing in your life. Don't be envious of someone's success because you don't know their process. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know how they became what they, be, what they are. Stay with your process and allow God to walk you through it. Stop watching Instagram and getting depressed. For what now? Why now? Does it make sense? Stop watching uh, TikTok and going to bed crying. For what? You don't know them from anywhere. You don't even know whether what they are putting there is fake. Which is it most of the time? <laughs> so why are you depressing your beautiful soul on top of what is not even true? Stay with your God. Follow your own process. Allow him to take you through your process. He will take you there. And you will get there in Jesus' name. 
Psalm 24, Psalm 27, verse 14. He says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and it shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Learn to wait. I know it is the Gen Z age. Everything must be sharp, sharp. Uh, what's that? Microwave, everything. Everything happen now, now. I want husband today. God, if you don't give me husband this week, forget about it. I'm going to do it my way. Uh, God, if I don't get... Calm down now. Calm down. Calm down. God has a purpose for you. And he's working things out. He's working things out. Allow him to walk through. Allow him to hold your hand and walk you through. You are not here. You didn't come here by your own strength. You didn't get to this stage by your own wisdom or calculation. It's his grace that has brought you. Let's depend on the grace of God. So not to forget some of the things that hinder us from experiencing the word of possibilities, lack of faith. Lack of faith-filled actions. When God speaks to you, gives you an instruction. Okay, go and start that Instagram page. Okay, go and start that business. Okay, apply to this place. Apply for that bigger position. And, or take that certification. You know, read that book. He's given you a lot of instructions. It's just coming to you. And that thing that is coming to you, pay attention to it. Take a pause. Some of us will be like, ah, and this thing has been coming to me. Oh, it's been coming to me. Ah, if you know when this thing has been coming to me. So what are you doing about it? Pay attention to it and do it. Pay attention to it and do that which will be coming to you after this message. Because God is going to be speaking to you. Because he knows that you are the possibility somebody is waiting for. Don't forget that. Don't ever forget that. That you are an answer to the solution of, you are an answer, you are a solution to the problem of someone. You are an answer to the question of someone. He's waiting for you patiently. Say, ha. When will Sister Kenny arrive? I am waiting. I am waiting. Hallelujah. We'll get there in Jesus' name. Amen. So, keys to becoming him, to becoming the possibility, to becoming that solution that we are trusting God for. Keys to becoming the possibility. Your ultimate key to becoming him is the word of God. Get the word. Get the word. Pastor, I've said this over and over again. If you go to our YouTube channel, you will see many messages on the word, Rema, you know, many messages. We can't, we, the, the one we are beholding is the word of God. Finish. So if we don't get the word, what we are trying to become is the word of God. So we have to get the word into our spirit. We have to study the word. We have to dwell on the word. We have to believe the word and study the word. So the first, I, I, I named that in three W's. The first W is the word of God. And the second is worship. I like what Sister Lois said this, when it, she was opening the service. She said, you have the worship is looking for. You are the worship is looking for. God is waiting on us. You know, th there's a scripture that says that God inhabits the praises of his people. I don't know what circumstance or situation you've been through. But if every other thing has failed, try worship. Try worship. 
I have another testimony in that realm, still on my exam. As God gave me that word, you know what I was hearing in my spirit? Pastor song. I prevail. I prevail. You know, Pastor loved that song. I prevail, I prevail. I was just hearing that song in my spirit. I was hearing his voice. I was hearing I prevail. I'm like, okay, now I have prevailed. Amen. So I was just like, ah, for this song to be coming to me at this time, oh, it is finished. I have passed this exam. And that is the power of worship. That is the power of worship. All the songs that we sing, all the songs, God bless our wise expression. Can we jam our hands together for them? All the songs that his expression sing. Thank God for our podcast. Thank God for how they have even made it easy for us to be able to assess all of those songs. Dwell on those songs. Allow those songs to minister to you. Don't just sing it and dance and move away. No, let those songs minister to you. There was a song they ministered like two weeks ago that also helped me during this exam. And that song was... um, um, by the elevation worship more than able. Oh my, that song ministered to me. It blessed my life. It blessed my life. I, w- I would have listened to that song up to maybe 100 times by now. I was just, I just put it on repeat. I just kept listening to it. And the words of that song are so powerful. And that's what, when you listen to worship, worship, good spiritual songs. That's what they do to you. They remind you of God's word. They, 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 they position you. They put you in the right perspective. They make you see things in the right light. The wordings of that song say, when, when, why, when did I start to forget all the great things you did? You know, just listening to them like, it's true. And God has done many great things so, and he can still do it again. No. You know, you get inspired, you get blessed, you get, you get motivated, you get strengthened in your inner man. Listen to godly songs. No, pass me my banana. I don't even know how you listen to all those songs. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't even know the song, Seth. Thank God for my pastor that always says it. <laughs> I think I hear you from his songs. I don't know what the song is all about or whatever. Listen to godly songs. Some of us, our phone are full of, I don't know, a lot of things that are not edifying to our spirit. Songs are spirits. Get it right. They are spirits. When you listen to songs, they have a way of entering into your spirit. They have a way. You will just, you will be in church, self, and be singing rubbish. Yeah, because that was what you were listening to before coming to church. And pastor will be preaching and you'll be hearing, I don't know all those songs because I don't listen to them. You'll be hearing different things, you know, coming from different part of your mind. I used to tell my daughter, I say, mm. when I was growing up, I grew up in a very SU environment, correct one. Correct one. We don't listen to any, I got born again very early. I was still a teenager. The mama that was my superintendent, you can't wear trousers, you can't do nails, you can't do all of those things. Very correct SU background. <laughs> Very correct one. You know? So, listening to worldly song is a sin. As in, we carry that consciousness. That, ah, we can't listen. To, how will I explain to my mojo that I'm listening to this? I was now telling my daughter. I said, hey, 
this thing helped my life. Because what my mate struggled with, I didn't have to struggle with it. When you listen to all these junks, then you will now be fighting it again. Wasting precious time. Trying to take it away from your heart. Trying to, ah, no, this will not happen to me. Or when the thought comes, you, you'll be combating with it. Why waste time? Invest your time on correct things. Invest your time on listening to, to and watching. Not just listening and watching. Watching stuff that will build your spirit, man. I like watching action movies. But when I start, I look at it. Any trace of anything that will disturb my spirit, man, I shut it down. Fast. Because I cannot finish watching a one and a half hour movie and start speaking in tongues for the next one hour, one hour trying to dissociate de- myself or my heart from whatever it is that I've watched. Let's be careful. Let's be conscious. Let's be intentional about what we hear and watch. Because they are gates to our heart. What you hear and watch, they are gates to your heart. And they determine your relationship. They determine, you know what these things do? That's the last thing. That's the warfare with the right heart. I've talked about three W's. What, the word of God, worship, and warfare. The warfare with the right heart. There is something that this generation is not paying attention to. And that's the state of your heart. And the devil knows this thing very well. And he's, he's, he's having a good day with it. All this depression thing that is everywhere is the state of the heart. Simple. What are you thinking? What are you watching? And all this, what you would think, it will come from what you are watching. That's what I'm emphasizing. Stop wasting time hearing all these songs. Bonabé, Wizkid, all of those songs. Eh? Stop wasting your time. What, your, your, stop, stop opening your heart to things that will, you will not be struggling with. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm making sense. Stop watching film, series, series, series. <laughs> Netflix. Things that after you have watched, you, I will ask you, what did you learn? You cannot tell me one thing. It's a waste of time. Believe me. When my daughter is watching anything on YouTube, I'll call her. What are you learning from that thing? Uh, mommy, uh, I say, you see. Don't let me see you watch that channel again. Period. Don't let me see you watch that channel because why are you watching it when it's not doing you any good? Don't don't satisfy your flesh to the detriment of your spirit. Don't satisfy your flesh to the detriment of your spirit. God is counting on you. God is counting on your spirit. And you need to guard your spirit. You know what scripture says? It says, guard your heart with all diligence, not small, all. That is, with, with all of your heart. When you see anything coming near you that is contrary to scriptures, that is contra- that's why you must study the scriptures, so that when you see anything contrary, you can fight it. The devil is messing up with our minds. And it is not to you alone, no. It's to everybody. 
Even Jesus, he tried it. He tried to mess up with Jesus' mind. But you know what? Because the word is there. He's loaded with the word. He has a word to say. He has a word to give it back to the devil. Get behind me, Satan. The, the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. The scripture says, I will not test the Lord my God. The devil will come. He will test you. He will try you. And bring all manner of rubbish thoughts. Ah, see that girl. See how she's looking at you. She's jealous of you. That's how she'll be doing. And then you two, you now, you now sit down. You give the devil a seat. You two, you sit down and start gisting. Ah, that's true. That's how you, she looked at me one day like that. Shut it down. Ah, that guy is so annoying. He used to say something. He used to do this. Shut it down. Any conversation in your mind that is not productive, shut it down. It doesn't matter how, how beautiful it may seem. Shut it down because it's not going to benefit you. One came this afternoon while I was still at work. And suddenly I just felt uneasy. And I'm like, what's happening? Then I realized I've been thinking about something that was not productive. You know what I did? I started speaking in tongues, releasing my spirit. I love with the love of God. I don't hold grudge against anyone. I stand in love. In 10 minutes, I became fine again. And I continue with my life. But if I had dwelled on that, do you know I wouldn't even be able to do what I'm doing well? Because I've, I've allowed my focus to be shifted. So stop allowing your focus to be shifted. There is more to you than that circumstance. It is just a circumstance. Just a situation. Don't allow it to control your whole day. Why? Why? Something happened to you in the morning. And throughout the whole day. You are not yourself. It is not, it is not right. It is not proper. It happened to you on Monday. Till Saturday. You are still going about in a way. It is not right. Take charge of your life. Guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all, with all diligence. Shut it down. Say, devil, I rebook you. Begin to confess the word of God. That's why you must have the word of God richly in your heart. Worship the Lord. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Sing a new song to him. And you will see that body lifted. You will see that, 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 that body lifted. You will see your, yourself in a new light. Hallelujah. Spend time to worship God. Spend time to worship God. Spiritual songs build your faith. They put you in perspective and they remind you of what God has said. What's there with a right heart? Philippians 4, from verse 6 to 7. When you pray, pray with a right heart. Pray with faith in your heart. Pray with your heart void of bitterness and hunger. You can't above bitterness and say you are praying. To who? To who now? Forgive. Let's go. God loves you more than that circumstance. God loves you more than that situation. Let's go. Forgive whoever has offended you and move on. 
Let's go of that bitterness. Let's go. If we don't forgive the people that we see, the scripture says God will not forgive us our sins. It is scripture that said it. It is not me. So stop wasting your time holding somebody that does not even know that you are hungry. That's the worst part. You are angry with someone that does not even know you are hungry. And you are wasting your energy, wasting your time, wasting your space. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil mess with your heart. Don't let the devil mess with your heart. Resist him. As we go today, I want us to carry this point, this action step I would like us to go home with. The first one is stop worrying, stop being anxious. Worry is just the opposite of faith. Stay focused on Jesus. He's able to settle all that all, all that concerns you. Since the day you've been worried, what have you what has it come? What has it brought forth? That's my own philosophy. If a situation is coming and I am seemingly to be worrying about it, I will ask, what will that worry do to that situation? It won't do anything to it. So what I can do is to pray, is to seek God's face, is to hear from God and do what God is saying that I should do. So keep beholding Jesus. Stop beholding your problems. They are always side by side. Jesus is there constant. But the devil will keep pushing in your face different challenges. Ha! You don't have money to pay your rent. Ha! You don't have a bus pass. Ha! You don't have a car. Ha! He will keep pushing all those problems. But as he's pushing it, be returning it. The Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Though my beginning may be small, yet my latter hand will greatly increase. I know who I am. I am born of God. He that is born of God overcomes the world. Yes, sickness has no place in me. Disease has no place in me. For he bore my sicknesses. You know, keep shutting him down amen get the word for every circumstance the first thing is stop worrying tell your neighbor stop worrying stop worrying keep your focus on jesus and the next one is get a word for that circumstance get a word from god get a word from god for that circumstance get a word from god for that circumstance and stay on on that word until you know what to do meaning stay on that word until instruction comes with every word always comes an instruction stay on the word until an instruction comes amen and when the instruction comes that's the third thing do what it says do what the word says do what it says do what the word says amen take action do what the word says obedience is key in the kingdom of God, we, we, we push all our responsibilities on God. Yeah, God has not done it. And yet he has given you instructions. You are the one that is not obeying. And yet you are making us look on God as if he's the one that is not doing it. It may be as simple as upgrade your LinkedIn profile. That has been coming to you, coming to you. You want a job. God is telling you, upgrade your LinkedIn profile. You are postponing that. And yes, you are doing every other thing except what God is asking you to do. Abana. Do what he says and you will see the result. So look unto Jesus. Don't stop worrying. Get a word for every of your circumstances. And do what until you get an instruction from that word. Do what that instruction is saying to you. Obedience is key 
in the kingdom. Practice an atmosphere of worship. Practice an atmosphere of worship. Learn to constantly stay in the place of worship. It commands the presence of God. And when God appears, hallelujah, every impossibility becomes possible. Carry the mind, the mindset that you are the possibility the world is waiting for. Say to yourself, hi. Say to yourself, hi, I am the possibility the world is waiting for. Mention your name. Say, hi, I'm a woman. I am the possibility the world is waiting for. Say it once again with all the swag you can give it. Say, hi, I'm a woman. I am the possibility the world is waiting for. Shall we rise to our feet? Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Begin to magnify him for the word that has come for today. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.